Welcome to Momentum Church. Anybody else dragging a little bit this morning? A little bit? Okay, a few of you, good. I'm not the only one, so... Uh, normally, I don't sound quite so much like Barry White, but uh, allergies are awesome. Um, it's always the, the pollen that comes after all the yellow stuff that always bothers me. Uh, so my voice is a little bit deeper today. I hope you enjoy it. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, we're in this Doors series, right? And, and, and with Doors, we've got the idea of every, every decision in life is a door to something else. It's a door to what's next in life. And um, you know, as, as we, uh, uh, you know, so I, for me, I grew up, uh, as a kid, we didn't have internet, okay? So for some of you, you don't know what that's like. Um, as a kid, I, we didn't have internet, and, and so slowly we got more and more access to internet uh, as it became more developed. And so I think that uh, for a lot of people on planet Earth at this point, right, as you get into the internet, you are faced with a lot of different questions in life, a lot of decisions that you have to come up with decisions on. Uh, What exactly uh, do you choose to believe in or not believe in? And, um, you know, for for most uh, young people, uh, the first thing that you really have to deal with in life, and and this is not about social media, it's not about uh, uh, TV or or whatever, it's it's just in general, right? Uh, It's the information that we are, are presented with the first big thing that we have to deal with, can you go ahead and throw that slide up there for me? First big thing that we have to deal with, is Bigfoot real? <laughs> I worked with a guy who, he, he really believed in Bigfoot. And I'm not talking about like, like passively, like you're just having a conversation with a guy and like, eh, so what do you think about Bigfoot? He's like, oh, I don't know, maybe he's real. You know, it's not like that. I mean, this guy was legit into Bigfoot and pursuing him. Um, and, and so he's always trying to come in. He was trying to talk to us about like all of the different evidence that he has found for Bigfoot and, and all of this stuff. And he would take guys into the woods and show them stuff. And, um, and so one day he came in and he had been asking me to go into the woods so he could show me some of the evidence that he has. And finally I got tired of it and I was like, you know what, let's do this. Why not? So I go into the woods with this guy, and uh, he starts telling me all about different things in nature, and and that's fun. And so we finally come to this one place where uh, a tree has fallen into another tree, and it it forms like this perfect cross. And so I don't know why I didn't expect this, but he, he looks at me, and he goes, you see that there? I said, yeah. He said, what do you think caused that? It's like, a wind? I don't know. You know, a storm? And he said, no, 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 no. And so now I'm thinking he's going hyper-spiritual because it made a cross. I'm like, oh, maybe he's going to tell me like, that, that angels are watching over this place or something like this. No, 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 no. He leans in like, like the CIA is tracking his movements. And he leans in and goes, it's a BFO. And I'm like, well, if it's got initials... <laughs> I mean, this has got to be good, right? I mean, so I'm, I'm in. Let's, let's hear what this BFO is. And he, he, he takes another look around. I'm not making this up. He looks around. It's a Bigfoot operation. And I was like, wow, this is happening right now. Like, it, I am a part of history in the making. I, I have heard about this Bigfoot operation. That's, but, like, so... 
I walked away. This guy presented his evidence. I walk away, and I'm going to, okay, so I don't believe in Bigfoot, okay? I, I still don't. You know, but we have to make these decisions in life based off of other people and, and what they are presenting to us, right? An, another big, fun topic right now in society. Go ahead and throw up the next slide for me. Are UFOs, like, are aliens real? Are aliens real? All right, so, all right, let's do this. Anybody who's willing to participate online, I, I want to see if you're willing to participate with us. Anybody who believes in aliens, go ahead and, and sh raise your hand. Some, somebody. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, aliens. Okay, so what's, what's going on? I, I don't know. Like, there's all, this, there's all this evidence out now and whatnot, and I've got, I've got some, some of my own personal fun interpretations, okay? And if you want to talk about aliens after the service, because that's what you pull out of the sermon today, then by all means, hit me up. We'll, we'll have a fun conversation, right? But, you know, this isn't, listen, this isn't about uh, uh, a social media, okay? But, but you got to understand, right? Social media does play a big part in our information world right now, right? Um, and, and so it, it, keep in mind, this sermon, it's, it's about all the information that's pouring into us, right? A lot of the examples that I'm going to use today, though, are from social media. So, but I just don't want you to get those confused. Social media, it's easier to grab a picture than a video right now, okay, uh, uh, to show you. So that's, that's why we're going the route that we're going. And, and so as we, as we move past the, the fun topics, we can start getting into more serious topics. Can you go, to, go ahead and put up the next slide for me? Um, we can get into more serious stuff. And, and here's the thing. Go ahead. There you go. See, this looks legit, right? Because, well, now, now we have a stone relief, right? And, and it's talking about history. And, and so this has to be, this has to be 100% accurate, right? Because it's, it's, it's got the good picture with it. And, and, and I don't know anything about Assyrian or Babylonian goddesses. And so since they put it in there and they took time to write this, it has to be real. And I've seen a lot of people post it. So it definitely has to be real, right? Because a lot of people are posting it. Well, so here, here's, here's where I'm kind of going today, right? So we have to be willing to walk through the door of understanding and research, right? We have to be willing to walk through that door because if you don't walk through that door, then you're going to get dragged through any door society wants you to go through, right? And, and so let me tell you something about this. This actually is partially true. It's partially accurate, but, but do we all understand that if something is not 100% true, it's not completely true? Right, so if it's 99% true, is it 100% true? That's, that's really key. If you can understand that principle, then you can understand where I'm going today. See, this, is, this has a lot of truth in it. And, and in fact, I don't know if you recall, but uh, leading up to Easter this year, uh, we actually started referring to Easter more as Resurrection Sunday. Like, if you go back and you start listening to the announcements that we were making and whatnot, yes, for out-of-house marketing and, per, and, and that kind of stuff, we use the word Easter. But for in-houses, we're talking about uh, uh, the, the day of Easter. We're, we were talking about it as Resurrection Sunday. Why? Because part of this is accurate, right? And we started doing some research. We walked through the door of understanding, and we said, you know what? Man, as we look at this, no, it is not definitive that this is where Easter came from. Right? There are other goddesses that it is possible that it came from. Uh, from Germany, it's possible. Nobody knows 100% sure that this is where it came from. And not all of the things that are on this slide are 100% accurate. But the sentiment of it is, is accurate. 
right? And so as a result of our research and understanding, we decided, you know what, let's start calling this uh, a Resurrection Sunday and, and actually reflect what the day is more about, right? And so because of research and understanding, we were able to pursue a, a new train of thought, right? Let's go to the next one. The next one, see, the, the next one kind of stinks because I would venture to say that at least a third of people in here like horoscopes. And I grew up looking at horoscopes, although whenever I grew up doing horoscopes, they came in newspapers, which you would then read and be like, that's pretty cool, and then you'd use it for paper mache or light it on fire. Like, I don't think kids know what paper mache is anymore because we don't have newspapers, right? But, but here's the thing. So if you don't do any research and you just take horoscopes at face value, you're like, hey, that's pretty cool. And you know what? It's pretty close, Right? But then you start doing research and you start understanding as a Christ follower, what do horoscopes really mean? Like, what, what, what does a horoscope really entail? And see, where I don't fault people for horoscopes is that nobody cares to do the research on that because most of the time it's just a nice message. It's like a fortune cookie message, right? Who doesn't like a fortune cookie? My wife doesn't like fortune cookies. I love fortune cookies, right? It's, it's a nice, happy message. The problem whenever you start to research horoscopes and whatnot is that you start to understand that whenever you take a horoscope for your life, you are taking a word of prophecy from something other than God and attributing it to your life. And you didn't know that, and that's okay, right? But if you go into Romans chapter 1, all of a sudden you start to see where they started worshiping the creature instead of the creator. It's, it's like you, you worship the created thing instead of the creator, the, the one that made those things that they're supposed to be for times and seasons. Yes, they affect the world because they were ordained for times and seasons. However, whenever you take those stars, those celestial uh, uh, times and seasons, and you make them into gods, and you start adopting their prophecy over your life, well, in a Inadvertently, you start adopting demonic prophecy over your life. And you didn't realize that. But you start doing a little bit of research and you go, oh, shoot, I didn't know that. I don't want that for my life. Right? And, and so that, that's where we come to this idea that you have to choose to walk through this door of understanding. Because in, in all honesty, I would say most people in this room, I'm going to say 100%, at least at some point in your life, you have adopted some sort of form of thinking because of information that you were given that you never bothered to actually check out and research, right? And, and, and so I'd like to go to Proverbs chapter 7, Proverbs chapter 7, and as we get into this, this chapter, okay, we got to understand a few things because Proverbs chapter 7 does a brilliant job of illustrating this point Exactly. If you go through Proverbs, that's the, that's the uh, chat, or that's the book that we're in for my small group. And um, as we go through it, like, we see a lot about wisdom and understanding versus the adulteress. Okay, and this is where, you know, if you're not careful, a lot of people will try to take uh, Scripture out of context, and they will focus on just the part where Solomon is, is referring to women as the adulteress. Right, and so you'll hear you'll hear some people talk, specifically atheists, like, look at how demeaning Solomon is towards women. He calls them adulterous. Well, so he overlooks whoever the atheist is that's saying that is overlooking the fact that every time he refers to wisdom and understanding, he also refers to that as a female as well. So we got to understand that Solomon is speaking to his sons, and he understands that his sons, however old they are, they are going to pursue women to take his wives. And so what he's doing is he's saying, look, you got to understand something, sons, that there are women in this life that are worth pursuing. 
They are virtuous women. A woman of virtue, who can find one, right? He's saying, look, if you find a woman of virtue, I want you to pursue her with everything you've got. And what I love about it, every time that he talks about taking care of wisdom and understanding and and protecting wisdom and understanding, and he refers to wisdom and understanding in this idea of the female sense, we got to keep in mind he's not just talking about uh, wisdom and understanding, right? This is also him giving instruction for how he should treat the women in his life. And he says, look, you should be taking care of women. If you are a man in here, if you are a God-fearing man, the thing that you should be doing is taking care of your women. You should be protecting them, taking care of them, looking after them, right? Do everything you can to make sure they're okay. You see, that is God's perspective on how women should be treated in, in his eyes, just so that we're clear. But then he also says, now look, Just like there are women who are worth pursuing, there are also some women that you need to stay the heck away from. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. There are women y'all need to stay the heck away from, right? And he calls those adulterous women. And, and, and for the sake of, of metaphor here, it, it, you got to understand that whenever we're looking at the word adulterous in uh, Proverbs here, it's, it's this idea of the world or society around us that is trying to influence us to other things, okay? So as we go through this, you'll, you'll kind of have a clear picture of that. So let's go ahead into Proverbs chapter 7. I'm reading out of the New American Standard Version. I'm going to read from the screen. Y'all can follow along in your Bibles. You can follow along on your phones uh, if you have the Bible app. Or you can go to mymomentumchurch.tv, click on today's notes, and it'll be in the link. All right? There we go. It says, My son, keep my words and treasure my commandments within you. Keep my commandments and live and my teachings as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart, say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your intimate friend, so that they may keep you from an adulteress, right? Wisdom, understanding, they are, they are designed. Whenever you pursue wisdom and understanding, what do they do? They keep you away from the things that are trying to pull you away from God, so that they may keep you from an adulteress, from the foreigner who flatters with her words, Now, this is interesting from the foreigner who flatters with her words, right? Why? Because we are in the world, but we are not of the world. There is a different line of uh, of creation uh, that chooses not to believe in God. There's a different line of creation. There's a different citizenship. We take our citizenship and, and we go to God, right? Have you ever heard anybody say, well, we don't do that where I come from, right? Well, that's, that's what our mindset should be, like, is, is we come from a different place. And if we think that we come from the same place as those who do not believe in God, we are mistaken, okay? For as the window of my house, at the window of my house, I looked out through my lattice, and I saw among the naive and discerned among the youths a young man lacking sense, passing through the street near her corner, and he walks along the way to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the middle of the night and the darkness. And behold, a woman comes to meet him, dressed as a prostitute and cunning of heart. She is boisterous and rebellious. Her feet do not remain at home. She is now in the streets, now in public squares, and lurks by every corner. So she seizes him and kisses him, and with a brazen face she says to him, I was due to offer peace offerings Today I have paid my vows. Therefore, I have come out to meet you, to seek your presence diligently, and I have found you. 
Next slide. I've spread my couch with coverings, with colored linens of Egypt. I've sprinkled my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us drink our fill of love until morning. Let's delight ourselves with caresses, for my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him at the full moon. He will come home. With her many persuasions, she entices him. With her flattering lips, she seduces him. Suddenly, he follows her. As an ox goes to the slaughter, or as one who walks in ankle bracelets to the discipline of a fool, until an arrow pierces through his liver. As a bird hurries to the snare, so he does not know that it will cost him his life. Now therefore, my sons, listen to me and pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths, for many are the victims she has brought to ruin, and numerous are all those slaughtered by her. Her house is the way to Sheol, descending to the chambers of death. So here's, here's the interesting thing about this. Okay. Oh, that's better. So here's the interesting thing about this. <clears throat> There's nothing interesting. Nothing, nothing's, I'm going to stay right here. There's nothing interesting. All right. So she persuades him, right? She's very persuasive. And then all of a sudden, we see where she says that she has spread her couch with linens, colored linens from Egypt. Now, anytime you study scripture, you will see that Egypt is always representative of sin. She has anointed that couch with uh, fragrances of myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon, which individually are used to make people and uh, places smell better, but together they are used as burial incense. And then we see where the, the arrow pierces his liver. And what's interesting is, because is my, my wife uh, uh, studied herbalism, uh, she's telling me uh, about the, 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 what the liver actually does to te detoxify your body. Right, the, the liver is there so that it can separate out good stuff from bad stuff in your body. And now all of a sudden that liver is pierced. The thing that was designed to keep good stuff from bad stuff and separate that out no longer functions. And so over the course of time, this guy we see where he has been brought down to an ox, like an ox to slaughter. And, and, and so many times, this, this is the way that we see things enacted throughout our society. So many times we see where people will take things that... Uh, 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 are just posted online. We see where people take things from uh, TV. We see where people take things from YouTube, right? We see uh, uh, different posts and whatnot. And here's the thing. Like so many people are posting it, it has to be true, right? Because I got a lot of friends who they pay attention to stuff and they posted it, so it's got to be accurate, right? But here's the thing that we have to keep in mind is that it does not matter what other people say. It doesn't matter what your pastor says. It doesn't matter what, what uh, uh, CNN or Fox News says. 
Doesn't matter what an Instagram post says or whatever, right? We've got to be willing to walk through the door of understanding or else we will be taken captive and pulled wherever the enemy wants to take us. I'd like to take a a chance to look at a couple more examples here because this is where it goes, right? But I want to caution you. I I don't know if there are any children in here, any children online, right? Uh, Parents, you know, you may be okay with this, but I just want to give you a heads up. We might be talking about something that your kids don't want to hear about or that you don't want your kids to hear about, rather. All right, let's go ahead and put those up there for me. Let's start off on the left. This is a post that's out right now, and it's very convincing, right? Very convincing. They, they use Scripture, right? Now, let's, let's keep in mind for a second that even Satan quoted Scripture, right? But they quote Scripture, and they've done some kind of research here. And I don't speak Greek, and, and so, you know, they've, they've studied some Greek, and so they, they must have this figured out, right? Because they, they've put these words together, they've, they've tried to figure out what the interpretation of the time was or whatever, and, and so they've put this together. And now, well, now what they're saying is, is that the translation that we have is incorrect, and they've done this research, and so a lot of people are posting, it must be true. Hmm. Can I tell you they've done some research? But if you spend any kind of time actually researching this out, you're going to find a different story. But see, people don't like doing the research. We don't like walking through the door of understanding. Can I just tell you it's not an accident that as you look through history, dictators and our own government, by the way, has tried to prevent people from reading and writing. Why is that? Because as soon as they start to read and write, they will start to discern what is right and wrong. And they will understand that this is not just. Whatever we're going through, whatever, you're, you're, whatever information that you're presenting to us is not accurate. And we're not going to stand for it anymore. And so if you take some time to do some research on these posts that you choose to just adopt and believe, you'll start to find, eh, maybe there's a little bit of research that they did. But if you continue to do the research, you'll figure it out for yourself. But see, this is what society wants, right? Society wants you to believe that you cannot trust the translation of Bible that you have. You just can't. You can't trust that translation. Well, let's, let's look at the one right next to it, right? Slaves, obey your masters, right? So, so not only can you not trust your translation, right? But now you also have a just monster for a God. What kind of God do you serve? You, you, you've got a God that can't give you a properly translated Bible, scripture, his holy scriptures. You can't trust that. And, and now on top of that, You've got a God that would ordain slavery, the, the same kind of slavery that, that would dismember people, that would kill people, that would abuse people. Don't you remember what happened in America? That's what God did. You, and that, he put that in Scripture. Are you kidding me? What kind of God do you serve? You, you can't trust that God, right? The God with, with mistranslated Scriptures and and, and all of that, right? How, how could you trust that kind of God? 
You see, it's all just slowly pulling you whatever direction that you want to pull. Be because people aren't willing to do the research that, that needs to be done. They're not willing to walk through the door of understanding. And so as a result, you just slowly become led wherever society wants to take you. Let's go to the last one. See, this is where it goes. And we're seeing it with Christian leader after Christian leader after Christian leader that doesn't want to spend any time actually researching what it is that they believe. Because once you can't trust the translation of Scripture that you have, and then once you can't trust the God that you serve, well, the next result is that well, all religions, they, they all lead to heaven, so it's all going to be good. Just, just chill out. It's all going to be fine, right? Until eventually, this is what you've done to your spirit. And see, we don't, we don't look at it like this because, well, this is extreme, right? No, this isn't me. No, 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 I'm not saying this is you physically, but I'm saying this is what you're doing to your spirit. You're saying, you know what? I'm not going to walk through the door of, 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 of understanding and research. So you know what? Like, I, it's, it's easier for me to just take what media presents to me and say, okay, take me where you want me. I'm, I'm all yours. I'm... I, you've got my attention captive, right? <laughs> and this is uncomfortable. But if, if this is where, look, there's somebody in here at least, there's a, there's a few of you in here at least, right, that you're thinking to yourself, holy cow, eh, this might be me. Maybe not in every area of your life, but in some areas of your life, and can I say that, you know, for a lot of these topics, a lot of these topics, it would be way easier because you have family members that are dealing with some of this stuff, and it would be way easier to say, man, okay, I, I just want to believe that. I don't want to do the research. Why? Because I'd rather stick my head in the sand than admit that I don't believe what they believe in. Because can I tell you, it would be way easier for you on this side of things. It would be so much easier if we didn't have to take a stand for what we believe in. But it changes the conversation when you've done some research and you can say, look, can, let me break this down just a little bit. Right? If you, as a loving person, have a child that's going near a fire, do you continue to let them fall into the fire? Or do you say, hey, that's going to be hot and that's going to hurt real bad. No, I've done the research. I know fire is hot, right? And so as, as a loving human being at this point, I don't attack that kid. I don't attack him, right? But I just, I grab him and I go, hey, 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 you're about to get hurt. I don't want to see you hurt. That's the approach that we take. Whenever you have that understanding, you don't attack people with that understanding. You approach them lovingly and you say, hey, look, 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 look. I've done some research. Will you take a look at what I'm seeing so that you understand that you're about to get hurt? Right? It's like my kids, it's like my kids in baseball. My kids in baseball, whenever I see that they've got a problem with their swing, right? And they're, they're pulling their head off whenever they swing, right? I'm not doing that because uh, I'm not pointing it out because I'm trying to be mean to them. I'm pointing it out so that I can correct their swing. I'm just, I'm just saying, hey, from an outsider's perspective, I can see what's going on with you, and you have a chance to fix it. 
You have a chance to fix it right now. It's, it's so easy. Just, just lock in, track the ball to the bat, right? And then as soon as they recognize it, they fix it. Now all of a sudden they're hitting the baseball again. Right? That's, that's what I'm saying. So I, I, I don't want this to ever come across like I'm trying to condemn you for not doing any kind of research. I just, from an outsider's perspective, I'm seeing stuff that some of y'all are posting. Right? I'm seeing stuff that the world is, is trying to, to, to capture us with. I'm seeing stuff that, that society is trying to pull us away with. Right? And all I'm saying is, is that, look, look, you're being taken captive and you don't even realize it. Your spirit is being taken captive and you don't even realize it because you're not doing any research on anything that you're seeing. So I don't know, I don't know if you're dealing with uh, issues with your faith right now. You know, maybe, maybe you're dealing with issues in scripture. Maybe you're dealing with political issues or extreme racial issues right now that you're seeing. But let me tell you something. You need to walk through the door of understanding and research. Because if you don't, you will be pulled wherever society and specifically the enemy of our hearts wants to take you. And so I'm going to give you a couple of tips. Number one, whenever you start to research something, you don't just research the side that you're seeing. You don't do that. Because whenever you research the side that you're seeing, you're just going to find further argument for that, which I'm not saying don't research that as well because it's good to have full understanding. But then you come and you approach it from the opposite side and you say, okay, let me see what the opposite side is also saying. And you spend time doing that, right? You spend time doing that. You talk with people who have different perspectives than you do. Then the next step to that is you pray, right? James 1, 5, I think. It says, anyone who lacks wisdom should ask God for it. And guess what God does? He gives you wisdom on that. And he starts to direct and guide you as you start to pursue walking through that door of understanding. So if you find yourself in the position where you're like, you know what? I've been a Christian my whole life. And quite frankly, I don't even know why I believe what I believe. I've been there. Right? I, I'm still there on a couple of topics. I, I started having to research a, a few topics out for myself because I'm seeing these questions being raised online. And I'm like, man, I, I'll be honest. I don't know how to answer that. And so I've been doing research, trying to figure out why do I believe what it is that I believe. These are important questions for you as a Christ follower, especially in a world that wants to take you somewhere else. So if you find yourself in that place, no matter what topic it is or anything like that, what I'd like for you to do, if you want some help finding some research, because a lot of us on staff have done research, right? I'd like for you to reach out to us. You can go to mymomentumchurch.tv, click contact us, fill it out, and we'll get in touch with you and we'll help you find some stuff. If you don't trust pastors, okay, that's fine because we're biased, right? We're biased for a reason. We spent a long time studying the word. Right? But if you don't trust us, that's okay too. I want to encourage you. There's plenty of research out there for you to look up any topic that you want and spend time on it. The last thing for you today, though, is that you need to make a spiritual decision. You need to make a spirit-led decision. And that's going to come through prayer. And I'd like to guide you through a prayer this morning Right, that's going to focus in on two things. Number one is repentance. Anytime you find yourself potentially in the wrong, 
with whatever the situation is. If you find yourself where you're like, man, I might not have been following God in this. Always a good idea to repent for it, okay? So I'm going to lead you in a prayer that's going to start with repentance, and then it's going to follow up with asking for the Holy Spirit's guidance as you walk through the door of understanding this week, all right? So let's, let's bow our heads, close our eyes, and here's what I want to do. If you're in here and you're like, yeah, all right, that might be me. I want you to raise your hand. If you want to make that spiritual decision today to, to, start, to start walking through the door of understanding, and you're like, man, I haven't been walking through that door, and I'd like to start today. I'd like to make that spiritual decision today. I'd like for you to go ahead and hold your hand up right now so that I can know who I'm praying with, okay? Online, if that's you, I want you to put the hands up in the comments section, okay? So we can know who we're praying with. All right, now, I'm going to lead you in this prayer, and you don't have to say exactly what I say because there's no magic in my words, all right? It's just the heart of repentance. It's the heart of asking for guidance from God. Dear God, I, I thank you that you are a speaking God. I thank you, God, that I can trust you, and I repent for not taking time to research what you have to say about my life. I pray, Lord, that you would guide me, use your spirit to guide me into full understanding and give me the desire to pursue wisdom and understanding with everything I've got. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.